welcome to an episode of RWR Now. We are... Oh, Matt, Tom's already fallen. It started laughing. What's going on? <laughs> He's like, welcome <sighs> to another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's, it's the tiredness, man. It's, it hits you. Like, you know this, Tom. You know, now with children, it just it kills you. Like, you literally are always tired. And everybody should know this by now, but we do this, these recordings back to back. So we do an episode of you know, the normal show and then we do an extra episode, a shorter one straight after. So we've already been recording for nearly three hours by the time we get to this. And, and you know, I, I don't even realise that I've got to the point where I've got no energy left, but it comes out as it did at the start of the show. So I apologise to all of our listeners. <laughs> I'll try and be more upbeat for the, and energetic for the rest of it. It was wonderful. <laughs> So um, RWR now today, and I've got Tom, who's already interjected himself into my introduction, and also the polar bear, Matt Roberts. How are you doing both? Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I've been better. uh, You want to share with the the general public? No, it's nothing bad. I I have my wedding day, honeymoon. You know, I've (laughs) been better than I am now, but I'm not not bad. Good. Good. Okay, fair enough. I've been better. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay well we <laughs> we have got a couple of things i want to talk about today so we got the the premise of this show but first of all this is going to go out matt and tom don't even know this but this is going to go out on sunday as we're recording it so we are literally recording this a day or two after cm punk returns to wwe it's survivor <gasps> series now now one of the things i was going to be talking about or i was plan in fact there were two things i was planning to add to this episode that that will include our main topic first one was Will CM Punk return to WWE? Well, we know that the, yeah. <laughs> the outcome of that now. And the other thing was, should Will Ospreay stay for WWE or AEW? And we know yeah. the answer to that as well. So neither of those things um, actually matter. But we are obviously, I guess, still reacting in some ways to the CM Punk uh, returning to WWE. I'm assuming we're all reasonably interested in what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I am. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I've made no... Um disguises about the fact that i am dodo f guy and i don't really like AEW. um i'm really glad they exist i'm really glad that they're, they're, i actually i love the fact that there's there is a uh, a competition out there i think it's better for wwe that there that there's a, a a decent competition out there but i just i just find the product to be really shit so even when CM Punk came back in AEW, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I watched it for a little bit and was like, nah, this isn't for me. I'm much more interested in a WWE return because the entire landscape, pretty much, with the exception of Randy Orton, who is unflushable, the landscape of WWE's kind of high, higher mid-card main event has changed a lot since, since he was there last. So just the idea of seeing... I don't know CM Punk versus this version of Roman Reigns. I think is really interesting. I feel like it's heading towards a uh, what's that cunt's name that we didn't like? Seth Rollins. <laughs> a Seth Rollins like feud is spoiler. End of recording. I'm on my third beer, so I'm a bit loose lipped at the moment as well. But I think that yeah, that it's heading towards that. But I think you know, against a Cody or even a match against like a Gunther or something that could potentially be really quite exciting. So. I'm quite optimistic about this. I think that if he's used as a more of an attraction than a like a, a week in week out member of the roster, I think it'd probably better for him and better for the product overall. Yeah, I think I think it's 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 an exciting time to to be a WWE fan at the moment. I'm a fan of both AEW and WWE, so I say I kind of don't mind which one he's at, uh, which company he's going to work for. I, I will say in hindsight. It's absolutely amazing to me that this is the outcome, that this is what ended up happening. Things got so bad that they couldn't make it work for him to stay in AEW. In hindsight, I really do think that's absolutely incredible. But I, I think realistically, looking back as well, again, in hindsight there, after the whole thing, you know, with the Bucks and, you know, Hangman Page and Kenny and all that, just once the bloom was off the rose, that that, that was it. They, they, it just seems there was no going back. And the idea of him just keeping Punk on collision and, and having making that his show, and that just seems like such a stupid sort of thing now like at some point all of them needed to have been sat in a room and just said get you know get your shit together you know something along those lines and work it out and and they couldn't which is a shame but then like i said looking on the the other side of things you know within a month or two it'll be it will be almost exactly 10 years since he was last in the wwe ring so a lot has changed in that 10 years you know so there are opponents he can face you know 
it does bring a fresh, you know, sort of perspective to it. And above all else, you hear, hear the reaction, the reaction when he came back to AEW and when he came back as a Survivor Series. People love him. And even if they don't love him, they fucking hate him. But they don't feel indifferent towards him. He is a difference maker. So it's an exciting time, I think. Yeah, I'm not interested or not, say, I'm not excited specifically for particular matches that you might have. But I'm interested in terms of the programmes. He has. That's the key for me. So I'm even interested in the Seth Rollins program, despite me not being a big fan of Seth Rollins, because I'm interested to see what they do, how they do it, how they play it out, like what story they tell. That's what I think CM Punk needs to focus on in WWE is the programs. Forget the matches, forget the individual matches. Like that was for me a massive mistake and a massive misuse of, of CM Punk in, in AEW was having him wrestle practically every week when he first turned up. It very quickly worn out his specialness. And also he was up against like it was just in completely random nothing matches constantly. And I just I don't I'm not interested in that. Get yourself into programs, get yourself into stories and play them out in a dramatic and interesting and a new way that you, you've done before. You can do again. He's got to save his body so he can't wrestle every week. He, you know, they've got to make the Like you said, Tom, keeping him a special attraction. Maybe work the same sort of schedule as, as Roman Reigns does. That would that's sort of bridging the gap between part time and full time. Mm. It's it's obviously not there all the time, but he's not there like three times a year. He's there, you know, twenty times a year with six or seven matches. Like that's what CM Punk should be doing in my view. And that's going to be hard for him to swallow because that makes him a bit of a hypocrite because that was a major problem for him when he was originally in WWE. But I don't care. Like you said, Matt, it was 10 years ago. It's time to get over it. Your, your perspective changes in your life over, the, over that time. You know, different things matter to you. And right now, CM Punk's in his 40s. He's no longer a young man. He's got to take care of himself, if for no other reason than to get the best out of himself. Because if he wrestles every week, not only will he not feel a special ball, so his body won't hold up as much. You won't get the quality that you should get from him because he'll get burnt out and he'll get frustrated. The changes in WWE, of course, have been that Triple H, first of all, is now the main creative force in the company. That's going to, I think, be a draw for Punk because Triple H hasn't sh- has shown that he hasn't got the same tendency as Vince to just change things at a moment's mm. notice. Like if CM Punk and him plot out the next six months or the next four months leading up to WrestleMania, whatever it is, he's pretty much guaranteed Punk is that that won't change between now and WrestleMania. Those plans will stay in place and he'll do the thing that he wants to do. But at the same time, he's got the comfort of knowing that everything on the show is still really locked down. So there's nobody going off script. There's nobody going to be, he's got the freedom to just go out there and say exactly what they want. They've got to go out there and follow the regime or the idea that's been given to them. And if they go off script, they will will get they'll get it in the neck because WWE is a far more disciplined mm. place and sometimes we felt that's a detraction from WWE the fact that they're so controlled but for Punk it's a good thing because it means no one will be in a position that Hangman Page was to turn around and just say what the hell he wanted on screen and be unprofessional in the way that Punk doesn't like so for me he's getting the best of the WWE control with the best now of Triple H being in control rather than Vince also is in a position where he isn't working with people who are in senior positions in terms of in programs with either true i mean you imagine there are some people who hold sway you can imagine like your randy orton's your roman reigns your seth rollins etc but they ultimately don't have like the power to dictate what happens and to be able to make those decisions on the fly and create those difficult working environments as well it's not necessarily that he's not against those people it's that they don't have the the power or the freedom. I mean, he could have been he could have been working with anybody on the AEW roster, and they had the freedom to go off script because that's just how AEW works. That's you know they they aren't scripted. They it's sort of a more old fashioned style promo thing. And as I said, we've all yearned for that from a wrestling company for a long time. So and this is not a criticism of AEW necessarily. It's just I think they go too far. WWE have always controlled it too much. AEW are too open. They they need to meet somewhere in the middle and find that middle ground. And as I say, Punk can at the very least unlike in AEW, can almost be guaranteed that if he plots it out ahead of time then everyone will stick to that script as they go through and there won't be any nasty little surprises with people going oh you you didn't like my mate so i'm gonna say some stuff about you mm-hmm. now that was never agreed to the other thing that i wanted to pose is that how much of a cunt do you think tony can feels right about now after giving him 
after giving old Spunky Punky his own show, and then it went like what three episodes before he got shit canned. He'd be like, oh, "Fuck's sake, now I'm left doing another hour of television a week with no fans watching." Like, oh god, he must he must be having an awful time of it at the moment. Fulham aren't doing very well either. Sorry, Stephen. Old Tony Khan must be having a having an awful time of it at the moment. He apparently can't comment for legal reasons. There was a it was a BBC interview or something today that uh, that he did, and somebody did ask him about punk, and he, yeah, he basically said, oh, "I can't talk about that." Yeah, that, that was all that he said on it. And like, like, like I said again, in hindsight, it's it's crazy that this is what it came to. I mean, you know, especially if you think back to the, the reaction that punk got, you know, on Rampage. You know, we first came back, and it, just to see it go from that extreme to where it went, this is is crazy. But don't don't underestimate that one is the consequence of the other. Like don't underestimate the fact that Punk being sacked from AEW didn't motivate Punk to go to WWE. Like I really believe that as well. I think CM Punk probably after a couple of weeks after the Wembley show, because sat at home and thought, fuck, you know, is this the way my career is going to end? My public mm. life effectively effectively is going to end because obviously he's tried MMA, that didn't work out. If he doesn't go back to WWE, doesn't wrestle again, there's nothing left. Like he's that's his public life over. Is that how his public life is going to end with a, a sacking from a secondary company, you know, after falling out with everyone? And and in fairness, most people sort of seeing him, most reasonable minded people seeing him as someone who was just a bit of a dickhead and a troublemaker. Like, is he really going to do that? So now he's kind of WWE almost got the best of both worlds because they've got a punk who is almost motivated to stay in line as well because he wants to he i'm sure he wants to make sure he has three years of good artistic output that he can look back on and everyone can say oh well you know what a great finish to a career that's surely what he wants to do now and so i i think one leads to the other i think the fact that he was sacked from aw is the reason he's in wwe not like i think if he'd never gone back to aw i don't think he'd have ever gone back to wwe do you know no. what i mean yeah i know what you mean i i do want to I, I go, i'm very interested to see where they go with this because like you said tinky about going into the programs going to the stories with people because cm punk has never been like there's not a standout attribute that he has in terms of a wrestler i don't think he's not like a great brawler he's not a great mat technician he's not a high flyer he's not a big body guy he's not a power move guy what he is is a great storyteller and his best matches like the undertaker match the brock lesnar match or two that i think of immediately off the top of my head are a, a great storytelling wrestling matches uh, with a really good program building into it which is something they just don't really do in aew either at least in my opinion from what i've seen so i'm really looking forward to seeing where where he goes with this i don't think he goes back to wwe if he's not got he's not talked to triple h about the exact plan for wrestlemania like i'm certain he knows exactly what he's doing at wrestlemania he knows where it's going to be on the card probably the main event of night one as everybody said probably against seth rollins probably for the world heavyweight championship probably wins the rumble on the way to get now who knows ultimately i don't know if any of that's going to be what happens but whatever happens he will know that that's what's happening already because that he will have wanted those guarantees before he went in. So I think even if he doesn't end up finishing up this whole contract, which is supposed to be multiple years, he will certainly be there, I'm sure, until after WrestleMania. It will be at that point when they have to come up with the next set of plans where you might see that kind of, you know, oh, you know, is Punk happy with this? Is he sure about what they want him to do? All that kind of stuff, which is going to be a whole different thing. We did ask our beloved Stephen Coriander for comment, but unfortunately he is uh, drowned in a frothy river of his own ejaculate. So it's not available at this point. <laughs> he was very, very excited about CM Punk's return. Anyway, that's not the focus of this episode, <laughs> but I thought we needed to talk about it anyway. The focus of this episode is we've each put together a list of five wrestlers we'd like to see go from AEW to WWE and vice versa. We've got five, I didn't, well, I say five wrestlers, five people. I didn't didn't specify wrestlers when I uh, put the uh, message out to you both. So I thought how, how we would do this is um, we'll each say one or if it's a tag team both of those members of the tag team and we'll go round in a round robin type thing you can choose either someone from wwe to aw or the other way around probably we'll find that we've got some of the same names i'm sure might not necessarily work with me because i've put i've got three separate lists for wwe depending on what my intentions are (laughs) okay just like me creating a powerpoint for our uh, fantasy booking of wrestlemania 4 it appears tom's gone way over the top so i've got people i'd want to see rid of in WWF. I've got ones that I think would massively benefit AEW, but would probably really weaken WWE. And another one which is 
what would be really interesting to see in AEW. So it depends what my what my intentions are. Am I strengthening the company whilst weakening another? Am I just getting rid of people because I don't watch AEW, so I don't give a fuck about them anymore? Or am I just wanting to see who the best, who I think would put on the best matches? I've got a five from AEW to WWE as well. Okay. But I've got 15, potentially, from WWE to AEW, depending on what I want from this transaction. So- which of the trans which of those are you going to go with take away 10 <laughs> okay right so i'll, I'll do you know what? i'll, I'll eliminate complicate things doesn't he yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll eliminate the ones that i'm not going to use then so the people that i feel like i've assuming that i'm not going to watch aw any uh, aw anymore which i don't anyway i eliminate randy Orton, seth rollins bobby lashley john cena and drew mcintyre they can fuck off fuck to you. aw they can fuck off to aw because right. so i'm not i'm not interested in watching them okay so uh, but I'm not going to, that's not my five that music. The other five, I was like, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Bianca Belair, Rhea Repley, and Charlotte Flair to make their women's division good. But again, I'm not using that list. So, but I just wanted to give an honorable mention to those, right. those people. Stop right there, Tom. Matt, Stop. give, give me one of your choices from either WWE to AW or the other. Okay. I tell you what, I'm going to, one that I would like to go from WWE to AEW. And it's one that comes with a valet. So I'm going to count them. So it's two people. There. Okay, fine. Carrion Cross with Scarlet is my first choice. Carrion Cross, I think, is very good. And the presentation of him and Scarlet is also very good. You only have to look back to when he started in NXT. I, I felt that that was actually quite a good run. Now, not, not everybody liked it, don't get me wrong. But I feel as a pair and as an act, they've got a lot to offer. And that whole sort of gothic type of vibe thing that they do would be perfectly suited to the House of Black within AEW. Or or as opponents of House of Black, to be honest. I I think it could work either way. The only thing that I think the Carrion Cross needs to do, and this is going to sound like maybe such a strange thing, is he needs to cut his fucking hair or shave his head. Because he looked menacing and he looked quite scary when he had a shaved head. The, with the way that he has his hair now, he he, look, <laughs> he looks like a model. He looks like a very beautiful man, which is not good for the aura that I think he's trying to portray. So I think him and Scarlett need to both jump ship and go over to AEW, where I think they would be used a lot better. Cool. Good, good start, man. I like that. Much, much, much more succinct and clear than Tom's been so far. <laughs> Tom, can you give me one choice? It could be if, like, if you got, a, if you've got a, a, you know, a valet or whatever, or a tag team, you can say them in one go. But can you give me one choice from WWE to AEW or vice versa? I'm gonna give my wild card pick: AEW to WWE, Excalibur mm. on commentary and in ring. No, in commentary. Um, <laughs> I I um think Excalibur is a very very good commentator, and I would replace the little Irish boy who does uh, commentary on. So I think he's on SmackDown now. Seems like a lovely man. Patrick's uh, there, isn't he? <laughs> well, well, he's, he's Irish, mate. You think he's just assume that he's called Patrick? <laughs> His name is um, Patrick. Is it pa- Patrick Murphy? Is it? Yeah, Pat, oh, Pat O'Cake. We're having him on. <laughs> something, Patrick. <laughs> Kevin Patrick is his name. Thank um, you. There you go. Kevin McPatrick O'Fist, I think his name is. I'm going to chuck him on commentary because I bloody like Excalibur. I like his little mask. I think he's a really good play-by-play commentary. He he's no, there's no faffing around. Excalibur, lead, lead commentator on SmackDown. Give Michael Cole a day off. So I'm also relieving old Paddy O'Connor, whatever his name is, of his duties. <laughs> But not for Excalibur. Taz. Not for Taz. <laughs> I am giving his role to a man who is a commentator for Collision. Kevin Kelly is returning to WWE. Okay. So I think, I agree, I think WWE need to replace whatever his name is. <laughs> I can't even remember. Kevin Patrick. Poor Patrick. Or poor, poor Kevin Patrick. And there's this thing I go back to. Back in 1997, when WWE were trying to counter Nitro's... Uh, ratings dominance one of the things they did I, I can't remember exactly why but it helped them in some way in the ratings artificially was that they split monday night raw into two different hours and they yeah. were two different programs they were actually two different programs monday raw night and, war zone. and war zone and on the first hour was raw and i think the second hour is war zone on the first hour i used to have jim ross michael cole and kevin kelly as a trio of commentators and i thought actually there's a symmetry that i like about the idea now 
of Michael Cole and Kevin Kelly both being the lead commentators of their two main shows. Now that Jim Ross obviously is too old to to do it at, at that sort of regular level, he might still be able to do a kind of guest appearance here and there, but he's not able to do the weekly thing. And I like him. I think he's had he's had a great career outside of WWE. He's done Ring of Honor, he's done New Japan. He's obviously now in AEW as well. He probably I think he still does the New Japan stuff, or at least he was earlier this year. And he might not want to leave that behind because it's, he's done a lot of it, but I think in a world where he's not as overproduced as he would be, would have been under Vince McMahon, he could now flourish again back in WWE. So he would be my choice to go from AEW to WWE and replace old Kenny Patrick O'Finnegan or whatever his name is. <laughs> Matt, give us another choice. Okay, I'm going to go the reverse option this time. I'm going to go AEW to WWE. One of my picks would be Brian Cage, who is at least, well, I, I think if you go back to a certain time period of WWE, would be Vince McMahon's wet dream mm. of what you think a professional wrestler should look like and be. Because he looks like a fucking Terminator. He's absolutely gigantic. But the guy can work, and, he, and I think he's really good. He's athletic. Yes, yes. He's had some really good matches. And I kind of feel like in AEW, he's one of those who've now got lost in the shuffle. They've kind of given him a little bit more in terms of they've put him in Ring of Honor. So he has the sort of renewed push there. But I don't see it lasting that long. And it's just one of those things where I just think they have kind of, I don't want to say given up on him because, uh, you know, they would have given up on him if they'd given the push again. But he, he's not he's not treated with, I think, the push that I think he deserves. And you know, WWE still does have a few big guys that I think he'd benefit of working. You know, him versus maybe like a Braun Strowman or a Gunther, I think could be really good. So, yeah, I think Brian Cage should uh, jump ship. I remember the first time I saw Brian Cage was when he was when Lucha Underground was, was a thing. And being like, this guy's massive and he can really go. And this might sound bad, maybe I'm casting aspersions, but I was like, the only reason he's not in WWE is that he must be fucking juiced to the gills. That's the only reason I could think why he's he's not ever been in WWE because he's fucking enormous and so on that big and unless you're Brock Lesnar and maybe he's just from the same freakish gene pool as Brock Lesnar like he's an incredible specimen needs to get rid of those sideburns though. So Tom, give us another pick. It's tough because I don't want to weaken WWE, but <laughs> I would love their women's division to be better in AEW. So I am taking Bianca Belair and putting her down in the women in down in the uh, in AEW into the women's roster. She is my favourite wrestler of, of this current era. I think she's absolutely tremendous. Every she's such an incredible babyface. I watch her and I want her to win every match that I see her in. And that's that's hard to do, I think, uh, as anyone. Like, wrestlers will always tell you they prefer being a heel to a babyface because it's much easier to get the reaction you want as a heel than it is a babyface. She's absolutely incredible. She's she Well, she is the, basically one of the faces of the company. It's her that they wheel out for the mainstream events as well. I think she's the best rest, one of the best wrestlers in WWE, you know, regardless of, of gender. And um, she could elevate the AEW's women's roster which is in my opinion very very lacking so I'll, following your theme again Tom I will go with a women wrestler from WWE to AEW and my pick is Becky Lynch mm. Becky Lynch has done everything she can do in WWE now as far as I'm concerned there's really not much else that she's got left to do she's also not in my opinion quite as big a star as she was that's only 35 let's be honest she was the biggest star in the company she isn't that anymore I just think it's time for something something that will freshen her up and i think awr in desperate need of star women wrestlers and there's not many that still have sorry there's not many that don't have many options left in wwe that could go across to AEW and open up a whole raft of new opportunities so i feel like she's in the perfect place and that she hasn't got a lot more that she can do in wwe but there's loads for her to do in AEW, and they could really use the shot in the arm from a really big star women's wrestler so for me that's why i'm pushing becky lynch across i just don't see what left there is for her to do in on the main wwe roster just i think like her, her options are severely limited now and she's had the big program with Bianca Belair. She's obviously done all the Charlotte Flair stuff she's ever going to do, I would hope. I think she's even had a program with Rhea Ripley. Like, there's just what, you know, what else big is there for Becky Lynch to do in WWE? I'm not sure there's much. I also think, I think, and again, her, her star has waned slightly, but I think 
getting a big shot, a big star would give, uh, like a Bianca or a uh, Becky Lynch would give Britt Baker a big shot in the arm, I reckon. Because I think she's the closest to the WWE caliber, caliber of talent. Um, well, let me let me change the sequence a bit then and tell you that Britt Baker is a choice to go the other way for me. As she is with with me as well. Again, for me... Give Britt her a Baker, baker's gimmick. She comes down, throwing flour around. <laughs> gingerbread men. Hits yeah. people with a rolling pin. Absolutely, rolling pin. Yeah, big, big fluffy hat. Um, yeah, flour to the eyes. <laughs> it's lovely. No, I, I just think, look, at one point, she was one of their big stars. She was one of the most over-wrestlers in the company. That is nowhere near anymore. She's not... It's, like, it's, just, not, it's just not there. Certainly when I last watched anyway. haven't watched it a number of, of months for AEW, but when I last watched, she was just a forgotten lost in the shuffle of a you know larger women's roster that still isn't really anywhere closer to being relevant you know in in any meaningful way just that they have more wrestlers now that that's really all that's happened and she has the potential to be a legitimate star but i think because even though she's been in aw since effectively the beginning of the company she still hasn't been super overexposed and i think a move to wwe would actually work out quite well for it and open up all the opportunities that becky lynch has already had so she would all of a sudden be able to have all those programs that i've just talked about and many many others she would be a legitimate addition a good addition for for wwe's women's roster whilst she's not really going anywhere in AEW, and i don't really see that changing at any time soon certainly if it was certainly if they were going to take advantage of her becoming a major star, it would have been two years ago, not now. I completely agree with you, Ben. I, I do think that she's kind of got lost in the shuffle, um, which is a massive shame because I still think, in terms of the women's division, she's probably one of, if not the biggest stars that they've got. You know, when I was at All In, you know, she had one of the biggest pops of the night. You know, her entrance was given the big, you know, not everybody had the big firework treatment that night. She did. So I think they know that she's a star. But they've forgotten. You know, they seem to have forgotten what a big deal she can be. So I do feel that, yeah, you know, maybe a move to, to WWE would. I I, de- I definitely think you know she she'd have some good matches, fresh opponents. Yeah, I, I do think that Britt would be a would be really good choice to go the other way. I mean, I am aware that obviously in both those choices in Becky Lynch and Britt Baker, I am breaking up married couples or at least long term couples with <laughs> Adam Cole and Seth Rollins. But that's that's by the by. As far as I'm concerned, this is just about yeah, strength. Yeah, nothing for that. <laughs> this is We've about always, strengthening both companies. We always said you're you're a home wrecker. Thank you. We always knew it. <laughs> so Tom, give us your your next choice. I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar to AEW. <laughs> Just imagine, imagine him and Kenny Omega having a match. Imagine him flinging Kenny Omega around the ring. And even though Kenny Omega is small in comparison, the way like he hits like the V trigger and those kind of like impact moves, those quick like the the level of intensity hits moves, I would really want to see that. So yeah, I, I'd like to see Brock Lesnar go down there and start throwing these little guys around. Imagine, imagine how fu- imagine he could launch fucking Jack Perry up to the fucking second row. Like it would be like not the second row, the second tier even. Like oh, I'd love it. I'd love to see him just go down there. I can imagine like imagine like Jack Perry giving him shit and <laughs> Brock Lesnar just ripping his head off. It'd be incredible. Go on, Brock. That's what I'd Dar- like to see. With with Paul Heyman. Darby Allen would be the, the Oh one. God. <laughs> imagine. God. Like it'd be like have you seen so I don't know if you've seen on like Instagram recently, there's been like loads of clips flying around of Spike Dudley taking these like mental bumps. It'd be like that. It'd be like fucking yeah, he'd like throw him out into outer space, Poor Darby Allen. It'd be incredible. Yeah, I'd love to see Brock Lesnar tearing it up in AEW. The most brutal squash match I ever remember seeing, right, was Brock Lesnar versus Zach Gowen. I think if they did Brock Lesnar versus Darby Allen, it'd be even worse. He'd kill him. Yeah. So, Tom, are you are you including Paul Heyman as part of the Brock Lesnar pick, or is he an additional pick? Part of the Brock Lesnar pick. Fine. Okay. Cheat. Right. I'll go next, and my next pick is going to be Randy Orton. To AEW, so similar, I guess, to Brock Lesnar, but also similar to Becky Lynch in that, what's yeah. left for him to do? What the fuck is left for him to do in WWE? Absolutely fuck all. There's nothing left for Randy Orton. Go over and have the matches with Kenny Omega, and have the matches with Hangman Page, and have the match with other people that are there. <laughs> I can't name them all, but like Will Ospreay, Randy Orton, Will Ospreay. Like, I think he's the kind of person as well that would bring something different. One of the big agendas I had with this was to not pick guys that are typical AEW guys to go to. 
AEW and typical WWE guys to go to WWE. So I was deliberately avoiding that because I just think like it's not the style of wrestlers that they are that's a differentiator. It's the style that you choose to use overall within the company. So I I have no problem with there being a wrestling based alternative to the WWE where the storylines are a lot less what you want much soap soap style and uh, it's much more geared towards wrestling. I have no problem with that as as long as those wrestling matches mean something. I.e. they build to as we as discussed couple of weeks ago for example if aw did a tournament where every, like a, a round robin where everybody fought everybody over the course of a year bring it on that's fine because that all means something that's all built towards a competition what i object to is that just nothingness of all the matches none of them mean anything that's the big problem i've got so for me it's not about the wrestling style it's just about the way you book that's different between the two and i think that's fine but orton just brings an entirely different premise to the, all the aw talent like he'd come in he'd be just he'd be the antidote to the super fast style that's worked by everybody he'd just slow everything down and not in a bad way i think you'd find him his matches against a kenny omega for example would be really fascinating just because of that 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 contra- contrast of styles also like randy orton even more much more so in many respects than cm punk is a more assured person in terms of his own who he is like i feel like cm punk always still feels like he's got something to prove and that's part of the issue when he goes to aew is that he still wants to prove to everybody i don't think randy orton feels he's got anything to prove to anybody anywhere and i just think he'd go in and he would he would call out the bullshit but he wouldn't he wouldn't get under his skin like punk he would just call out and just say this is this is nonsense why are you doing that i like the idea and as i say i'm looking for people that can bring something to aew so some star power some some aura and just a different feel and look and i'm looking for people in wwe that that losing wwe losing randy orton wouldn't be a major thing he's done it all there's nothing left for him to do i'm struggling to see what they'll do with him say at wrestlemania next year you know i'm struggling to think of something really big and important for him to do as i did when we did our fantasy booking for that show i think that was what made the matt riddle thing so interesting wasn't it It was because that was something completely different but now he's all he's gone aren't he so yeah i I, i'm kind of with you on that one i understand yeah matt i will pick another one to go from wwe to AEW. And this is going to be two people, so this is going to be a tag team, and it is the Street Profits. I feel that AEW's tag team division, which has always kind of been a bit of a jewel in their crown, has lost a little bit of luster over the last couple of months, which is, again, is a shame because... You know, they they have had so many good tag teams. And as much as I like the trios titles, I do think that that hasn't helped either. Because they, at one point, they seem to have a ridiculous amount of numbers for the trios titles and the tag titles. But now the numbers seem to have dwindled. They've split some teams up. God bless FTR. I love FTR. But I think they get into a point where they've done quite a bit. And, and you know, if I had more people, I might want to switch them too. But it is getting to a stage where they need to inject some new life. And the Street Profits, for me, are the type of tag team that would be perfect in AEW. I know there are some people who think that the two of them separately could be big single stars. And I don't necessarily rule that out, but I don't see it. Uh, for me, they do strike me as the type of team. They're kind of like the Dudley Boys, as like a team who should be a team for life. That's how I personally see them. They should remain a team. And I think if they went to EW, they they do a really good job and could be the focal point of their tag scene. Ask and ye shall receive, Matt. So I'm going with FTR to WWE. There we go. For, for a match with the Street Profits, was funnily enough, was my, <laughs> was my initial thought process. But they, they're the best tag team on the planet, I think. And the, again, the landscape has changed since they were last there. Their boy Triple H is in charge. They obviously, they've got this connection with CM Punk as well. So you could almost do like a Street Profits and Lashley versus Punk and an FTR and, or the Revival, as I'm sure they'd be called. Um, the only thing that I would request is that they take their music with them. Yes, what great, great music that is. <laughs> Phenomenal do. music. Great music. So let's stay on the tag team theme from AEW to WWE because I've got another different team. The Acclaimed. The acclaimed. Yeah, they, I nearly had the Acclaimed as well. Yeah, that the, they are not still the tag team champions is ridiculous, especially when you've got Ricky Starks and Big Bill as the fucking tag team champions in AEW <laughs> right now. Big Bill, Tom, is Colin yeah. Cassidy or Big yeah, Cass, yeah. just in case you weren't aware. What a fucking atrocious tag team that is. I mean, come on. You're talking about TNA levels of shit now. Do you know what? I, I, I totally get where you're coming from there, but 
I'm going to slightly stick up for them, only because Bill, as a worker, has improved a lot over the last couple of years. And don't get me wrong, I still don't think they're the ideal for tag champions either, but he's not as bad as he was. He's actually quite good. It's not about how bad they are as wrestlers. I think Ricky Starks is a really talented guy. I really like him. They're just not a tag team. They're just not a tag team. Yeah. They're not. They're not. Like, especially when you've got FTR, you've got the Young Bucks, you've got the claimed on your fucking roster. What the fuck are they doing as tag team champions? Right. Like, it's it's as simple as that. So for me, I'm like, well, fuck that off the claimed. Go on over to WWE. You're a cracking tag team. You've got everything that WWE love about anybody. Basically, they've got like charisma. They're good wrestlers, but they're not like super, like phenomenal, like, you know, world class wrestlers. They're just really, really solid. They'd be a great addition. They'd have some excellent. Um, programs that they can have with various different tag teams i'm going all in they claimed across the wwe sorry aw you've mistreated them long enough it's time to buck off <laughs> i also think there's a progressive side to this as well personally for me as well and the fact that i think that because obviously anthony bones is 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 openly gay an openly gay wrestler i think that can do you know what i mean i think showing yourselves to be a more progressive organization by having an openly gay wrestler in your side in, in your roster and not having them be a caricature is 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 a selling point as well right we're back to you matt and so i've got one left uh, to go from wwe to AEW. it was one i was going to mention a minute or two ago but it doesn't matter now i've decided to go with a woman this time as well for similar reasons for for why you picked becky lynch tim but um tim ben why did i say tim tim <laughs> tim then see it's not just the, not just the parents who are tired eh tom yeah tim what the fuck is tim? i don't even know anybody called tim uh Anyway, um, and it's, <laughs> oh, shut up. That's Alexa Bliss, who is definitely somebody I feel has done everything they possibly can in WWE. I'm actually amazed she's still there. I, I know I, I'm, either she's just had her baby or she's currently pregnant. I think it was just before that. I, I was expecting her to be gone before not too long because it, it just seems to me like she has her career then has peaked. The, the well, whole kind of went to shit after the fiend, didn't it? The, well, like this is the thing. Like you know, I, I know she's done interviews saying she enjoyed the fiend stuff and she thought it was really good. I'm sorry, but it wasn't. It was shit. Uh, it, it was really fucking bad. Like that had to go. So I'm, I'm glad at least that we're not going to see any more of that. Although apparently there was rumours that it was going to somehow continue. Please, dear God, no. And I just think, yeah, she can't really. It'd just be treading water if she just went back to heal little miss bliss character whatever and just she's been there she's done it she's enough i think she's not a huge star but enough of a star that it might make a bit of difference she could you know she's small enough that she could work with quite a lot of the girls there and i think she'd be a good fit on the roster i think that she's got uh, incredible charisma and great character work probably the best actor in wwe certainly with her facial expressions and she could really tell stories so i think that i think that's a good chat i think she could go decently in into uh, AEW. tom i'm gonna go with kenny omega to wwe <laughs> imagine him getting thrown around by brock lesnar in a wwe <laughs> ring <laughs> No, in, in all seriousness, can you imagine that he, the, he finally kid, you hit the big time and he could get in there. He could have some great matches with, with a lot of people, even like the kind of the gold standard is, is, is imagining these people coming in and having a match with Roman Reigns, I think. But think about all the all the other really good wrestlers that you've got in WWE. Imagine him having a, he could have a cracking match with Gunther. I'm sure he could have a really good match with Jey Uso, with Cody. They could re, like ring that, run that back again. So you've got like a lot of shared history there. And with the right kind of booking and storyline behind it, it wouldn't just be a great match. It could be a great, a great program. Let's get Kenneth over there. I'm long been of the belief that WWE have a vacancy in terms of their work rate guy. Yeah. You know, like I've said before, like AJ Styles was it for a bit. Daniel Bryan was it for a while. CM Punk kind of sort of in that position. Before that, you've had various different people fill that role. Jericho, Benoit, Guerrero, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, all of them have done it at a certain point. They don't really have somebody in that role at the moment they have a lot of very good wrestlers but no one the absolute ace top worker and i just feel like they probably have a vacancy there but i 
sort of a little bit over it now with Kenny Omega. I'm a little bit like, I don't really care if he never goes there. I think he will. I still think he will after this contract. I know it'll be like 46 or whatever, stupid, like by that point. I still think he'll go there. But I don't really care if he goes there or not anymore. And I was actually far more up on Will Ospreay going to WWE than, than Kenny Omega, just because I think that, first of all, English. the upside... Well, he's, he's English, but he's also a lot younger. Like, I know he's had a lot of miles on the clock because he was wrestling when he was very young. But ultimately, he's a lot younger... He's a lot less exposed. Like Will Ospreay is realistically, in terms of mainstream American wrestling, at like a dozen matches at most. Like he's he's really fresh in people's view, but he's also got a huge reputation. I mean, all of that for me is a, it's an incredible coup that AEW managed to sign him. I, I put it that way. I think they they did a great job doing it. I wonder whether or not part of it is that maybe WWE would have insisted he went to NXT for us for a bit. I don't know, but um, anyway, <laughs> well, I yeah. wonder what Stephen would have thought about that. <laughs> But but yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. And I think Kenny Omega could feel that vacancy, but I'm just not as up on it as I once was. Otherwise, I think I probably would have made the same choice. My next choice then, who should I tell you about next? OK, well, I'll tell you about the tag team I've got going in the opposite direction, shall I? DIY, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. Time for them to be done with WWE. Oh, WWE clearly do not value them as much as you do, Matt, and as much as a lot of people do. They just clearly don't. Even though Triple H is in charge, they still aren't really doing anything. Like, clearly, they don't have a lot of love for them. The idea of DIY versus, like, the Young Bucks giant erection. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, I think them, oh. go, them going across is perfect for AEW's crowd and for their fans because it gives them all the dream matches they might want. You know, FTR... You can have them against the Young Bucks. You can have them against Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho if you if you have to. Like they can have loads of amazing matches, and that's what AEW fans, certainly the ones who are the really like loyal long term fans, want. They just want great matches, and they would do that. They're not doing anything in WWE. Like as I said, I think Triple H feels like he's done what he wanted to do with them as a character and as a story, and it's done. Like he's not going back to it. He's not going to retread it. And I think actually he's right not to because he could very quickly fall back on just doing everything he did in NXT. And that would get very boring very, very quickly. So he's right to avoid going back on stuff that he's done before. And as I said, just just not doing anything. So get them over there free them up, have them have the matches that everyone thinks they can have with the Young Bucks and their various other people, and everyone will be happy. You say that. I have a funny feeling they might be about to start getting a push on Raw tomorrow. Well, maybe, but they, we've been we've been waiting for it for, like, ages. I mean, when did yeah. Thomas... When, who, one of them was trying to find the other one, and that was, like, months and months ago that started. Was it, like, two months ago? Sad, maybe I'm exaggerating, but it felt like a long time ago. <laughs> it just feels like they've been waiting in the wings for something to do for ages, and they've just not got it. And you're like, aren't these supposed to be Triple H's boys? Like, what's going on? Put them with the Miz. <laughs> what else have you got, Matt? Um, okay, well, I've got three left, and this is all on the AEW side, going over to WWE at this point. Give us one my, of them. Okay, um, my next one, I think this might be a slightly controversial pick, but you know what? I'm going with it, and that is Keith Lee, who obviously, as we know, has been in WWE as the Bearcat, <laughs> which, fuck, was that terrible. But the problem with Keith Lee here is that, again, it's I feel that he's got lost in the shuffle of AEW has just got this thing where they've hired so many guys, they just don't know what to do with everybody, and he's another one of them uh, who, to me, should be a star. Certainly, of what he can do in the ring, he's amazing. I mean... All right, okay, I think maybe his promo skills could do with polish, but, you know, whatever. He's had some health issues over the years, which I think is why has sort of stopped him from being on TV as much of a regular as he has been. But again, you know, it's one of those that AEW is mostly a lot smaller guys. And again, like I said earlier, you know, if you, you take Brian Cage over, he can work with the Gunthers, the Braun Strowmans. Keith Lee would be exactly the same. And, and I still think we're owed that Brock Lesnar-Keith Lee match, which we never got, which would be absolutely fantastic. So send the don't ever call him the bear cat but send send him back to wwe can't see it myself cannot cannot see it now i, I just feel like i mean and i'm not saying this was a fair reflection of keith lee but you've seen those pictures right the com the, the the comparison between keith lee and gunther after what he said about gunther going yeah. up to the main roster and that's kind of the perception of keith lee now I was like, it's a little bit of a joke, a little bit of a you know made a bit of a mistake going over to aw like leaving wwe or whatever like I don't even know if it was his choice, quite frankly. But the point is, is that's the perception, regardless of what the truth is. That's the perception. And I just I just don't see it. I think his time is come and gone. And 
you know, when when you've been a bit part player in AEW, I find it hard to believe that they're going to then WWE will bring him in and push him. I just I can't see it. Mm. I'm going for a twofer because they, they can work as a tag team. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens going down to NXT. NXT? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> down to AEW. There's a lot of, similar to what you um, kind of said, Tinky, like Kevin Owens especially has done a lot in WWE. Don't really know who, who else he can really go into a program with. Same same with Sami Zayn. Kind of called off a little bit post-Bloodline as well. Both of them can deliver a promo. They can both deliver meaty storylines. So I would quite like to see them mix up a little bit in AEW. Okay, my net, my last AEW to WWE guy is Hook. Oh. oh. So I'm really big on Hook. I just think he's got the look. He's got the charisma. He's got the presence. When he went, there was a brief time when he when he first debuted. I just thought this guy has got a star written all over him. And I don't know what happened. They just stopped using him to the, in the same way. They, they just, teamed up with Danhausen. Oh well, that's that was stupid, wasn't it? Like he just looked like. I mean, he's a bit small, granted, but he's like a killer. I was just like, he looks really cool. He looks like a killer. He's got a great look. It's modern. It's not 2001. It's 2023 look. That's what he's got. I just think he he had the package for me. And you know, I guess they can they could repackage him in a different with a different name going to wwe because they'd want to anyway but also it would get stench of the not the misuse of the last year or so off of him from AEW, and then just go back to doing what AEW were doing at the start which was just like presenting him like this super cool super laid back guy who comes out and beats the shit out of people loved it i uh, just thought it was a great one again another thing there's so many things in AEW that when i was watching regularly that they were doing i was like i really like it and they just seemed to stop doing it out of nowhere and that was one of the things and i just don't it's perplexing to me that's why i find aw such a frustrating company to watch i've never got the fascination with hook bores the shit out of me i gotta be honest no i i did i thought he was brilliant don't know how great he's a wrestler but i didn't care it didn't matter that was the whole point it did not Mm. matter how good a wrestler he was he just looked like a million bucks and he could sell he could sell tickets that's what i felt about him matt you've got two more I think two more. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to go with, I, I almost think this is an obvious one, but what I'm going to go with it anyway. And that's Andrade El Idolo, who I think has, you know, made it be known that he's been an unhappy for AEW for a very long time. You know, it was always sort of reports that, you know, he didn't get along with Vince and he didn't trust Vince, you know, obviously triple H was a fan and, Obviously, he had a good run in NXT. I think he probably wants to go back because, obviously, his partner, Charlotte, is there. So I, I think it would be relatively easy for him to do. He's not doing much in AEW anyway. You know, so it's like, what if they're not going to do that much with him? Just let him go back. Uh, and again, he, he could put on some great matches while he's there. So I think just give him his walking papers. Tom, give us your next pick. I'm going to go with Gunther to um, AEW. Similar reasons. They didn't really have anybody that works like him. In my opinion, he's big, but he can go. And he's also got that uh, that slow, methodical, technical pace to it. So I'm going to chuck Gunther in there. So, so he loses that, so he loses that fucking Intercontinental title. <laughs> Finally. Give us, your, give us your last pick going from AW to WWE. I come home, son. Come back to the promised land. I'm bringing Brian Danielson back to WWE because <laughs> I don't like him in AEW. And I want to. So why not come back to WWE where I like the Daniel Bryan character? And I just, yeah, I want him, I want him back. I want him back in WWE. I think he might have been one of my choices if I wasn't deliberately avoiding taking anyone back to a company they'd previously been in, which is what I've done throughout. Mm. So, but I like, I like, I like the sentiment, certainly. Matt, give us your last pick from wherever it is to wherever it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, my, 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 my final AEW pick to WWE is Jay Lethal. I think is a guy who has shown a shit ton of potential over the years and is a guy I thought would have ended up in WWE a long time ago and it just hasn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that he'd be a top guy there by any stretch, but he's he's definitely very good personality-wise. I think, you know, he's got the type of personality that WWE would love and they could almost give him any type of gimmick and he'd make it work. And it just baffles me that he hasn't been there already. And I, I think that AEW are trying to pigeonhole him into the ring of honor stuff they still fucking hope you know holding on to ring of honor <laughs> and you know that they need to let that go and either he's an AEW guy or he's not so at this point they either need to push him as an AEW guy or let him go what have you got last thinking is wwe to AEW? Okay. 
My last pick is the replacement for Tony Khan as the book <laughs> as the booker of AEW, not the owner, obviously, but he needs to be removed from the book. Stevens. 100% right he needs to be removed not just because I don't like what he does but also because you should do this anyway it's good practice to change your booker yeah. every now and again you need someone to come up with new ideas new people that they want to push to take the company in a slightly different direction because things get very samey very quickly and people start to be able to predict what you're going to do and I think that's way past that time already you and the person I'm moving is Shawn Michaels to do it mm. so he currently fills that role in NXT at the moment and from everything I've heard is still a decent from a creative perspective product. He's got a bit of experience of doing it at a high level. You know, people have talked to even Stevens talked about some indie promoters coming in and doing it. I don't think that they are at the they've been in the situation that, that makes sense for them to be able to do that. It's an entirely different game booking got five hours of show, you know, television a week and i granted Shawn michaels doesn't even do that now with nxt but he's had the same effectively the same history of booking as triple h did prior to being the wwe creative guy so i think get him in there give him a year and a half and see what he can do he's gonna have a completely different kind of viewpoint and different perspective to tony khan but he's also someone who likes good wrestling and also takes pride in telling a story whilst it goes on something that i think they desperately could do with and again i'm not talking about soap opera style stories i'm just talking about why do these two guys have to win this next match why is it really important to them or their careers that they win this next match and i think you know i've, I've no idea how good he'd be but let's see, because right now it can't be, in my view, it can't be any worse than what Tony Khan serves up on a regular basis, <laughs> you know, because he just throws people together. And look, he happens to exist in the one period in history where that would work, because people have got to a point where they literally just quite like two guys being thrown into a match and seeing how good it would be. But it is no interest to me whatsoever. And their numbers of people paying to see them would suggest it has a, not a lot of uh, value to a lot of people right now so it needs some freshen up and i couldn't think of anyone else on the wwe roster that, or anywhere in wwe that could do it other than i guess you might go triple h himself but uh you know i think he's still got some unfinished business in WWE. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like that i like that idea i want AEW to be good yeah really me too do. that and that was that was key to what <laughs> i was doing is i was picking people i thought would improve w, uh, AEW without taking away from wwe and vice versa the people i was sending over from AEW would perhaps the ex- exception of the acclaimed which i accept might still have some value in aew i thought were people that they wouldn't miss too much right that is definitely it we've gone a long time we didn't expect to go that long in this episode but we also had the cm punk stuff to talk about as well tog matt thank you for your contributions today you've been spoiled you lovely people uh we'll be back again next week but until then take care